Hi, this is Jan Miyazaki, the host of the Wednesday 8 o'clock buzz. Thank you for tuning into WORT. If you like what you're hearing, please consider making a donation at wortfm.org slash donate. And it's 8.47. Hey, thank you, uh, Lindsay uh, Kashgarian, for standing by. Lindsay is the program director at the National Priorities Project. And the National Priorities Project fights for a federal budget that prioritizes peace, economic security, and um, shared prosperity. So the Pentagon has once again failed to pass its annual audit. That is the sixth consecutive year. And Lindsay Koshgarian says the agency that accounts for half of the federal discretionary budget does not know what it did with the money. So, hey, good morning, Lindsay. Thank you for joining me. Hi, Jan. Thanks for having me. Hey, Lindsay. So, you know, it is actually kind of a fairly new thing that DOD even gets audited, right? Can you kind of just go over that briefly? Yes. Well, the idea is is not new. The idea goes back to the 1990s when Congress passed a law saying that major federal agencies had to complete and pass a financial audit, looking at where they're spending the money um, and proving that they know where they're spending their taxpayer dollars. Um, so the idea is not new at all. Um, since then, every major federal agency has passed a, a financial audit um, with one big exception, and that is the, the Pentagon. So they have had decades um, to comply with this law, and they have not managed to do it. Um, to go into the history a little bit more, the first time they managed to complete an audit, um, not pass an audit, but simply complete it, simply look at the question, um, was in 2018. Um, so it took them you know, more than 20 years after Congress passed this law um, to even complete an audit. And in that first audit in 2018, they failed, meaning they were not able to show where they had spent all the money that taxpayers um, give them. And since then, they've completed an audit every year, and they have failed that audit every year. So they had this, these decades to prepare, have completed audit, audits now for only six years and failing every one of them. But what can we tell about um, how much the Pentagon can account for? Well, they because they have completed an audit, what that means is that we do know how much they can account for and how much they can't. Um, and so the Pentagon has, um, what that means is they're looking at their assets and assets include things like buildings and facilities, equipment, um, of which of course for the Pentagon means um, a lot of very expensive, um, very uh, sophisticated um, and huge quantities of, of uh, weapons equipment and um, you know fighter planes and all of those things that the Pentagon has. Um, so they look at all of those assets and they see how much they can account for. And in the most recent audit, um, they have um, they have about more than three and a half billion dollars worth of assets. They were only able to account for half in their most recent audit, and that was an improvement over the previous audit. So there, we're talking about an amount of assets. Um, that's about 1.9 trillion and that they weren't able to account for. And just to put that into context, that is larger than the amount that Congress is working on approving for the entire annual discretionary federal budget, the entire budget. 
um, for this year. So it's a huge amount of money um, that they're not able to account for and not able to say what they've done with. So what's their excuse? <laughs> uh, their excuse is that they're a very big agency. Um, the Pentagon is, you know, enormous. It already um, accounts for half of the of the annual budget. Um, they're a very complex agency. They have many different sub-agencies, um, which, you know, we might think of, folks might be able to think of a few, you know, the, the Navy and the Air Force and the, um, and the Marines and the, um, and the Army. Those are ones that people are probably familiar with, but there are many, many other sub-agencies, and many of them have different accounting systems um, and have not done very good accounting over the years. Um, but, you know, with the amount of money that we are giving them, the, the military budget now is approaching almost a trillion dollars every year. Um, with the amount of money that we're giving them, they should be able to implement systems that work better and actually know where those dollars are going. Um, and because the amount of money is so huge, of course, that makes it even more egregious that they can't account for where it's going. Are they trying? They are trying. <laughs> um, they are trying, but it's obviously not, it's not their top priority. Um, their top priority is, is war fighting and preparation for war. Um, and part of what's so disturbing about their inability to account for all of their assets is that that extends to assets that, you know, they've, the weapons that they've given to Ukraine for the war there, the weapons that we've given to Israel over many years that are now being used to bombard indiscriminately the people of Gaza or were until a few days ago and probably will again. Um, so, you know, that includes all of that. Um, and so the fact that they're trying is um, is a little well, bit beside the point when but, you look at what the consequences are. Right. And, and who benefits from this lack of accountability? Well, weapons contractors um, are one of the big beneficiaries. The, we know that every single year, weapons contractors uh, and other contractors who profit, who provide services for the Pentagon, you know, everything from catering to IT to weapons contractors, all of those contractors um, amount to half of the Pentagon budget every year. So it's a huge profit um, question. And keeping those dollars flowing to the Pentagon, even when they can't account for where it's going, is, um, is what motivates those contractors. And they are walking the halls of Congress every day with hundreds of lobbyists um, that they're sending to the halls of Congress to make sure they keep that money flowing. So has there been congressional response with regard to oversight? Um, and if so, or if not, what should they be asking anyway? What do you look for um, because of this? What, are, what, what um, matters versus maybe a charade in Congress? There has, there has been some effort to hold the Pentagon accountable. Um, Representative Barbara Lee from California has um, for a long time championed different versions of audit the Pentagon um, bills and, and legislation that would force the Pentagon to pass an audit and that would have consequences if they didn't. Um, and that includes things like, you know, very small budget cuts, you know, on the order of maybe 1% um, is frequently what's been proposed to cut the Pentagon budget every year that they fail to pass an audit so that there is some real incentive for them to make sure that they know where this money is going. Um, and then, of course, there are other efforts um, that just 
aim to hold the Pentagon accountable and draw back the Pentagon budget from the huge size it is um, that contributes to why it's so hard to track. Um, and, you know, there are other members of Congress, members of both party have promoted audit efforts, um, but there are members mostly from progressive members of Congress, um, including Representative Lee and Representative Mark Pocan from Wisconsin, um, who have promoted um, cutting the Pentagon budget in order to spend the money in other places. And if you did that, if you cut the Pentagon budget and sent the money to, you know, say the housing budget or to food programs or to other programs, you would be sending that money to programs that benefit people in the United States and programs that are part of agencies that have passed their audits. So, you know, looking forward, what there is a it's benched right now, but there is a big military budget or DOD um, proposal, right, that the president has made. Talk about that. Yes, the president, uh, the president has proposed a a budget for the Pentagon and it has moved through Congress. Um, And what it looks like right now is that we're looking at at least an eight hundred forty billion dollar budget for the Pentagon. And that doesn't even include other military parts of the budget, like for nuclear weapons, which are part of the Department of Energy. Um, So like I said, it's almost a trillion dollars, and it's well more than half of the discretionary budget um, that's been proposed, meaning that the budget for the Pentagon and, and military dwarfs the investments for housing programs, public health programs, environmental programs, Um, public education programs all combined. Uh, So it's a huge part of the budget. Um, The Biden proposal doesn't doesn't change that and, in fact, um, inflates the Pentagon budget to a level we've never seen it before. And then on top of that, we have a more recent Biden proposal for $105 billion in military aid um, that would go to Ukraine, to Israel, um, and to countries um, in the Indo-Pacific for um, a war with China that hasn't even begun that that hopefully will never happen. Yeah, that's that's that one has yet to pass the other one 840 billion um out of the gates. What can listeners do? There the, the you mentioned a couple of um the, the Barberley bill, the Pocan, uh just go over that again so folks can take action. Yes, so people can support efforts um, to uh, hold the Pentagon accountable. Um, There are bills um, and amendments that have been proposed by members of both parties uh, on that front. So the important thing there to do is to contact your member of Congress and let them know that you support holding the Pentagon accountable by cutting its budget if it doesn't pass an audit. Um, The other thing, of course, is to support cutting the Pentagon budget and requiring the Pentagon to live on a budget. Um, and those efforts um, are ongoing, but at the moment, the most important thing to do is to um, oppose additional uh, military aid when we're at the at the time that we're looking at cutting or whole or freezing domestic investment. Um, and that's a question that will be very much alive when uh, the current government funding bills lapse in early 2024, uh, and Congress will have to come back with a plan to fund the government for the rest of the year. Um, so that's a thing, uh, that's a, an issue where you can contact your member of Congress and let them know that you don't want the Pentagon budget going any higher, um, especially when it has failed to pass an audit. 
Yes, and, and we don't even know where half of it is going. You know, we need the we need the receipts, right? <laughs> um, we need the receipts, <laughs> and we may not like what the receipts tell us, and then we have to, and then we'll have to deal with that. That's right. That's why we need them. Um, I'm speaking with Lindsay Koshgarian. Thank you so much, Lindsay. I I really always enjoy hearing from you. Program director at the National Priorities Project. They fight for federal budget that prioritizes peace, economic security, and shared prosperity. Thanks, Lindsay. Thank you for joining me. Thanks, Jan. And